From Los Angeles, California, it's Felice Navipod with special guest Doug Benson. And now, here's Tony Thaxton. Christmas only comes around once a year. Hello, ho, ho! Welcome to Feliz Navipod. I am Tony Thaxton. This is Rigby. <laughs> Alright. You know what? Actually, this isn't Feliz Navipod. You know what this is? This is the Feliz, Feliz Navipod Christmas Spectacular! So, let's just start over. Cut that music. Cut the music. And uh, let's let's replay that theme song. Christmas Eve has come, so let's spread some cheer. There's a I once again say hello, ho, ho. Rigby once again says... Welcome to the Felice Navipod Christmas Eve Spectacular! We've got a lot of fun stuff planned for today. Oh, boy. Uh, this is it, guys. Christmas Eve is here. We wanted to, uh, you know, release this one a little bit early. Rigby and I had a big meeting, and we decided uh, you people deserve this one a little early, since normally we put these out on Wednesdays, but Wednesday is the big day. Wednesday is Christmas, so we thought, let's make a Feliz Navidad Christmas Eve Spectacular! And we'll release it on Christmas Eve. Obviously release it on Christmas Eve. Otherwise, it wouldn't be a... No, let's, we don't need to keep saying that over and over. Um, you know, during this this part of the show is usually when I, I do a song. And uh, since this is the you-know-what, I thought to myself, I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to do several songs. I'm going to take this opportunity to show off my famous Elvin. Elvin? Elvin? My famous Elvin of the Cosby Show impression. No? My favorite... Favorite? My favorite what? My famous Elvis impression. Doug Benson. Hey, what's up, Tony? How are you? 
I'm doing good. I'm in Burbank, so it doesn't get much better than that. That seems to be a common reaction for everyone. That On comes a back. rainy day in December, it doesn't get sweeter than Burbank. Oh yeah, it's, yeah. I, this is the the grossest day I've seen in a while. Everybody knows how to drive when it rains. Oh, yeah. they're great at it. We're the kings. We're the kings of the rain here in L.A. Yeah, it was uh, it was a fun trip over, but not not too bad. Good, good. Yeah, well, it's good to see you. Thanks for uh, for coming by, and especially so close to Christmas. I know it's a, a busy time. I think yeah. when when everyone hears this, it'll it'll be Christmas Eve. For reals? I think so. Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. I usually put these out on on Wednesdays, but uh, I think since Wednesday is actually Christmas Day, I might put this one out a little bit early. So. Yeah. No. Nobody's got anything to do on Christmas Eve. It's gonna be cool. <laughs> but it'll be that's fun to be on the. Uh, the actual Christmas episode. Yeah, it's it's fantastic to have you. You were the one. Of, I mean, you know, you were at the top of the list of people I was hoping would stop by unexpectedly. You know, it's crazy how someone just happens to come by as I'm making one of these every week. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's just a fun place to visit. You got a fun dog. Yeah, she's bonding got, with you very quickly. Yeah, and you've got um, you know, a room full of toys to record the show in. Yeah. You know, we got a, a little, uh, a lot of toys. Got a, a little tree with uh, the star on top is Ringo Star, and uh, you know we're getting in the spirit over here. You should uh, figure out a way to make it Ringo Star Wars. Ooh, because uh, you've got a few Star Wars items. A few, yes. And uh, it seems like the influencers Star Wars, the Muppets, and uh, Disney. Uh, not yeah, not too. I mean, if not you, too if you much wanna, Disney. Yeah, if you want to, if you want to count Muppets as Disney, then there's lots. But right now that they've been bought, so is Star Wars. You just yeah. all you care about is I Disney know. now. Dis- yeah, Disney has taken over <laughs> my my childhood. And uh, what what are your uh, speaking of that? What are your thoughts on the uh, them acquiring Star Wars with this new movie and all that? I'm fine with it. How could they possibly make something worse exactly. than the last three? I feel you know? I feel good about it. I think I think. Because I feel like the things that they've bought and taken over, they've done a pretty good job with kind of reviving the, or at least improving on them. Because the I, Muppets hadn't really, I, I, although actually, if I remember right, you didn't really love. We that probably new had a movie. debate about that new Muppets movie. I, um, I, I thought that new Muppets movie turned out to be too much about Jason Segel and his character, and not enough about the Muppets. That's kind of how I feel about. I mean, obviously, that's what the story is. But uh, Muppet Christmas Carol, I, I, and again, it's Muppets, <laughs> it's Christmas, so I should love it. I talked about this on the last episode, I think, but like, it's not my favorite. Like, it's just because obviously, it's you know, it's kind of you know Scrooge's movie, so it's Michael Caine, mm-hmm. but it's just it's not that fun. There's fun moments in it, and I'll still watch it, but it's not it's not the best for me. Uh, you know, I have to watch a few minutes of it to even verify if I've seen that. Cause oh, Because really? I may have been like, because I, you know, I was a big fan of Muppet Movie and Great Muppet mm-hmm. Caper. Uh, a Great Muppet Caper to me is still the best Muppet movie. Really? Yeah. That's that's a, that's a <laughs> I don't hear that one too often. Because it was mostly the Muppets running around doing a caper, yeah. you know, and and then the the uh, the human comic relief was the great Charles Grodin who mm-hmm. has some funny lines in it. So it was uh, I, I love that one. And then to me, it went off the rails after that, like the Take Manhattan and the pirate one and the Scrooge one. Yeah. See, I almost don't count. Past, I mean, I do, but the, those first three. See, because I I love Muppets Take Manhattan because that one has the that's the one that 
I remember actually seeing in the theater because mm-hmm. the other ones I was a little too young to re- to you know have yeah, yeah. either experienced it at all or even remember it. But uh, so that one holds a, a special spot for me. That one's always uh, it's kind of it's it's hard. It's a toss up between that and the first one for me. Yeah, and then and then this new Muppets. I I just didn't I didn't dig it that much, but I did like I you know I love the dude from uh, Flight of the Concords that did the music. Yeah. The music and, was great. And uh, Brit, and um, <laughs> and I like the um, uh, what else did I like about it? I mean, the cameos were kind of weird in that one. I just I just choices. didn't like it was all about that one pup, the one Muppet who could whistle. I didn't get I didn't get that. That was that was a weird climax <laughs> of the movie. I would I would agree with that. Yeah, because I remember even as much as I enjoyed it, that being yeah. like, oh, the, he's going to whistle? That's, that's like the whole you, thing? You're special enough. You're a Muppet. Right. Each Muppet doesn't <laughs> have to prove to have some individual skill. I mean, they all try to have things that they do, but, you know, Fozzie's not, not necessarily a great comedian, so it's the whistling Muppet didn't necessarily need to be a great whistler or, or stand out just because of his whistling. <laughs> yeah. But uh, all of that being said... I'm very excited about the next Muppets movie. Well, yeah, because they, they kind of followed in the same path as the other, because now this one, I believe, I know it was at least shot in England. I'm not sure if that's where it's supposed to be taking place also. Oh, maybe, but I just know that, uh, you know, Jason Siegel and his his story will not be a part of it. Yeah. It's just uh, new characters, you know, Tina Fey and the dude Ty Burrell mm-hmm. and... Uh, Ricky Gervais. Ricky Gervais. So all three of them are funny. So at least when they're on screen, it may not be as not that Jason Siegel isn't funny, but I just, I, you know, I, I admire his passion of getting the movie made or whatever. Cause yeah. it, he really helped drive the, uh, you know, sort of the reboot of the Muppets. And, but I, I think that ultimately the amount of money that movie made, uh, I think it bared out my theory that it's, uh, it's not the Muppets movie that we're, that we've been waiting for. But it it was, it, was a, it had a big opening weekend and it, then just plummeted. Yeah, it did kind of drop off pretty it quickly. The kids didn't want to see it over and over again. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. I got I was I was roped in and I was on board. the the um, the The thing for me is it was just it was such an improvement though over anything they had done in a long time. I thought. Yeah, and also it's it's really hard for me to uh, to let go of the fact that as amazing as the uh, people doing the voices are, uh, mm-hmm. they are still not. I I know what Jim Jim Henson sounds like. Oh yeah. And so ever since his death, it's always just been sort of like all of his characters to me have, are you know a little bit dead. Yeah. You no, know? I I I was I agree. Like I, mean, I I can do as good of a Kermit as the guy they got doing it. You know, <laughs> and he just he doesn't quite have the charm that he used to have. Yeah, that charm just, and the, the quick wit and uh, it's just different. It's just uh, it's just changed. Yeah, and uh, you know, if, in a, in a, uh, if another one of those guys that did a lot of the voices is gone, Richard Hunt. Yeah, who, that's I think. See, that's one of the problems with for me with. Muppet Christmas Carol is they did that shortly after Jim Henson and Richard Hunt both died. And so it was the first thing they'd done with either one of, without either one of them. And that's it. Those are were like two major pieces that were missing. And it's just, it's just not as fun for me as, as those other movies are. Yeah. You, I, you got me on that one. I mean, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <clears throat> but there's I, always hope for, uh, you know, 
uh, for them to keep making more and and uh, you know make yeah, some. Yeah, they definitely ones. they definitely revived it. Like it's 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 definitely uh, you know more. Yeah, it's back. Yeah, and uh, you know, and that's of course thanks thanks in part to Disney. They will you know they will shove it down everybody's throats. I like the uh, Muppet 3D show at the. I just I just went again uh, a couple the, weeks ago. You were in Orlando. Oh oh no! I, I uh, California Adventure. Oh, they have it there too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The facade, the outside of the building, looks different in the two two places. I, I haven't I haven't been to the one in Orlando. I've I've been to Disney World like twice in my life, and it's been a long time since I've been there. So I think I've I think I've never uh, taken the time to watch it here in California because I I've seen it out in uh, out in Florida. Yeah, I think is why I didn't think they had it here in California. It, it's kind of, yeah, it's it's just in California Adventure, and it's easy to miss because I, I, I we actually had to search for it the first time I wanted to go to go on it. It's a little tucked away. Yeah, yeah. Now that you mention it, yeah, but it's <laughs> it's 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 fun though. I, I I'm surprised they haven't maybe tried to like uh, update it a bit though, since with the the bit of a revival it's had in the last few years. Yeah, it's just you know it's so expensive, and they do they they like to make their little the changes like uh, incremental, you know, like they've like like the way they just sort of slowly added three uh, you know Jack Sparrow figures to the Pirates of the Caribbean, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, to try to Which make is, it match the movies, even know, though nothing it's... that happens in it happened in any of the <laughs> movies, and it looks so out of place because it's like this super new. Robot yeah, he's that got looks he's just got, like Johnny Depp and looks very real. He's with, got more of a flexible face and yeah, stuff. Yeah, ne- next to these ancient animatronic robots that just are uh, not really cutting it compared to that. That you ride know, bores me. Uh, which one? <laughs> Pirates. Oh well, now yeah, of course it's like it's I know a, it's like a, everyone loves it, and I'm just bored when I go on it. It's a slow ass boat. Yeah. It's a slow ass boat ride. It's just similar. It's very the same thing as the boat ride that they used to have outside that uh, didn't do much of anything. You just ride around in the boats, and you, you could kind of, I think you could, either steer them or operate the speed, but not both. I never I forget uh, which one. You know, it's like yeah. Autopia, Autopia, but with okay. boats. Yeah, and they were always breaking down, and I, I don't think uh, so. I think they got rid of that as as soon as they could. But then, yeah, the. Um, well, or another way to look at it is it's like uh, it's a small world with two small drops, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, because it's the same shape boat and you just float around for a while mm-hmm. and the singing is on a loop. Yep. You know, it's yo-ho, yo-ho the whole time. Yeah, it's so much. That's the one thing I do remember well from Disney World versus Disneyland is the one at Disney World is so much shorter. Yeah. they. I think they had less uh, space to deal with or something. Yeah. Because they had to make room for, because the Hall of Presidents, I think, is nearby. But I'm going to get a lot of uh, responses on Twitter from people correcting my uh, <laughs> Disney knowledge. But um, I've just been going to both of the parks since I was, you know, born. Yeah. And, uh, and it's it's always there's always things that are different every time you go, and things that things that you get upset that they're different, and other things. Oh, that's a that's a cool change, you know, mm-hmm. like. Like I don't like it when they switch over the haunted mansion to uh, and, Nightmare Before Christmas. So I was actually I wanted to ask you about that because <laughs> our uh, I heard that about you from our our mutual friend uh, yeah, Katie Levine. Katie Levine loves it. I I do too. I'm but on board. But it doesn't make sense. All they do is slap a bunch of faces from that movie on there. And See some I, of the music, but it, what what 
what's the story now? What are they? Tell, yeah. What, what's happening? I, I, it, it does for me. It does become because because it pretty much takes over the ride. But there's a few things left over that you see, and so now those things are out of place. Yeah, and also uh, my favorite part is the four. Uh, you know, uh, sur- they're supposed to be uh, tombstone heads or whatever. Or, uh, uh-huh. You know, the the guy singing in the middle of the. Uh, in the middle of the graveyard. See, I've I've actually become way more familiar with the Nightmare Before Christmas version than oh, I am that's the crazy. Because <laughs> those guys are great. The song is great. Like the song is better. I, I like the music from Nightmare Before Christmas, but I um uh I like the original Haunted Mansion music even better than that. Um, but also, I mean, I, why, why should I complain? I've been on the Haunted Mansion like a thousand times. Like, it's not like I can't remember what it used to be like or wait. And, and you have the soundtrack in until, your car that you listen yeah, to all the time. Or wait until January, you know, <laughs> go back then when they uh, change it back. No, but I, yeah, I, 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 that was funny that you brought that up because I was actually at Disneyland with Katie just a few weeks ago. And then uh, she was talking about that you, you hate when they change it. Well, hate's we're, a strong we're... word because I've got other things to do, but uh, <laughs> but uh, in my spare time, I dislike it quite a bit. I, I'm gonna. I wanted to try it again. If I if I end up going this holiday season, I'll I'll ride it again because because that's the weird thing about the haunted mansion. When I was a kid, uh, teenager, young adult, all the way through there, uh, you had to wait forever to get in the haunted mansion. Uh-huh. And and Pirates of the Caribbean was even longer. The lines were huge, and we would do it. You know, and like looking back on, I'm like, why? Did I... I waited two and a half hours in a line for that, you know, three or four minute ride. And mm-hmm. then also, you know, like didn't have didn't have Twitter and email and all that stuff at my disposal. Right. Like now yeah, you just stood in line. Now you can entertain yourself. And yeah. now I but now I still I'm so I'm, I so hate lines that I just always, you know, get a season pass and go on, you know, go on slow days and stuff. So like, yeah, and just walk right on to shit. Yeah, but, no. That's about a day like today is the the perfect. Day well, to yeah, go. when it's pouring rain, then it's less busy. Well, because then but... you just wait it out, and then you know, yeah. you go you go uh, sit down somewhere inside, and then when that rain clears up, yeah, you just hope just it's not anyways. one of those days where it just rains all day long. Yeah. That, but that's come on, where you can out get here screwed. doesn't happen too much. There was a story from my childhood of when I was a mere infant. Uh, my parents and drove me and my uh, brother up to Disneyland and it was rained all the all the drive up there it was raining when we got there we went in and uh rode the monorail uh it was the first ride they did and they rode it around the park and it was still raining and so they just decided to uh put us in the car and drive all the way back to San Diego mm-hmm. just blow blow it off <laughs> it's like okay well i was too young to have a vote but i would have said <laughs> let's wait, wait for it to clear up that uh we used to have that and i i know i think you and i have talked about this a little bit before uh i'm a huge 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 fan of cedar point and i i grew uh, I originally like grew up in the midwest and that was every year that was like my family's summer vacation as we would it was about a four-hour drive go to cedar point for like two days yeah and, stay at a uh, hotel nearby and... yeah we'll stay at the one in the park which is great because like you know, even if you, you, you all the know. hotels outside the park are like there, it's a little bit of a schlep because yeah. there's the hotels. Then there's just a, a there's bunch of tourist traps. There. There's yeah. a, just a bunch of crap. That when you when you drive there, every time I've ever been and I've been there a lot, 
I always am convinced that I took a wrong turn somewhere because you you don't look like you're just yeah you in have nothing. to drive through a bunch of nonsense and yeah. then you finally get there it's like twisty and turny and you know and if it's a busy day at the park it's a lot of traffic then you finally get in there and and uh, you can't see it from the road anywhere yeah it's back on that peninsula yeah then once you're there it's just like suddenly they're just at this wonderful place with a, a million roller coasters. Uh, I just went to Dollywood, Wood, Dollywood for the first time last uh, May, and um, it's the same deal. Like, like you know, it's like it the it, it was sixty minutes from our hotel, uh-huh. but but thirty five minutes of it was just driving past place place after place that just looks like a place that they're hoping that the children were ins- will insist they get to go into, right. like you know, mini mini golf. Uh, uh, go karts, and then and then like a building shaped like the Titanic, and another building that looks like an old mansion, but it's upside down, and you know just all these crazy shows and and uh, just all this stuff that they just want to get people like Dollywood's the goal, yeah. but they're just hoping that people will like in Kissimmee, Florida. There's a stretch of road that kind of leads into Disney World uh-huh. where it's just where there's at least there's at least twenty. I'm probably exaggerating, but there's probably about a dozen different putt putt golf places. Yeah, I think I know exactly. Where and you're I was about vacationing that, yeah. one there, there one time where we had enough time on our hands. We were there for enough days that we, you know, a friend of mine and I tried to play uh, all of the putt putt golf places, and uh, we couldn't do it because there was too many of them. <laughs> so we just picked the best ones. Yeah, or the ones that looked the best, the ones that looked the most. Spectacular! That'd be kind of cool if Disney threw 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 their hat into the putt putt ring and made like, you know, each hole of the course was like a you know based on a different Disney movie or attraction. Yeah, or something. it's uh, yeah, it's surprising. It's weird, they, weird don't they have haven't that. done that. Yeah. yeah, it seems like an easy one to do. Yeah, because they even have that uh, little uh, mini golf at Cedar Point. It's technically outside of the park, but oh it's yeah, yeah, literally, like you have to that there's that road. It, well, I think you only take the road if you stay at the hotel in the park, but it goes around the perimeter of the entire park because it's on that peninsula. And then there's a, a mini golf course that's right there that actually goes like under the uh, the Magnum, that one, the one mm-hmm. big red coaster. Uh, yeah, you actually like putt putt under that coaster and everything. It's it's kind of a cool setup. It's a fun view when you uh, whenever you ride a coaster there. Like you know, some of the ones near the water and stuff are yeah. uh, are really cool and. <coughs> Uh, I they they seem like they try to add a big attraction every year. So yeah, I, did you did you go this year? Or no, I didn't go this year. I wanted to go really bad this year. I haven't been in a few years. Uh, but yeah, I think the new one they built this year was one of those. Uh, I think where the the seats are hanging off to the side of the track. Yeah, that's sort of what uh, the, one of the newer ones at uh, Dollywood is like. That. Oh, really. Yeah, it's something about it's called like Soaring Eagle or something like that, and it's a really fun ride. But w- the day we went to Dollywood, we just didn't time it very well, so we got there so late that like uh, it had already become pretty crowded. And uh, Dollywood's doing all right. Dollywood That's was going to be my question because I, I, the, I no, I mean the lines Dollywood got long, de- dead. No, the lines got really long for the the bigger rides because they've got like maybe five really great thrill rides there, yeah. and then just a lot of nonsense and stupid stuff and and also just it's just very uh they're going for the country fair thing right. like every few feet there's a different uh, musical act and then they've got a big theater 
in the middle of it where, you know, genuine uh, country acts perform there. I mean, we didn't go in and watch, but like the uh-huh. day we were there, like Ricky Skaggs was there or somebody like that. And uh, and there's a lot of, you know, a lot of barbecuing of dead animals and a lot of uh, <laughs> they sell a lot of pie there. I think it's just very it's very um, it's like Americana. And also uh, there's also religious stuff. Uh, yeah. Everywhere, so you got to really kind of in that. Go what, in there city? with the right it's, attitude. <laughs> yeah, it's in what's it? What city is it? I know it's in Tennessee, right? Yeah, yeah, it's just outside of Knoxville. Okay, so I know I've at least in seen city, signs for it, but I've never actually. It's seen in a it. city that has its own name. I want to say Pigeon Forge, but okay. that could be wrong. Right. <laughs> Sounds right. <laughs> I've heard of but Pigeon Forge. That, uh, yeah, I think that's what it's called. But again. Send me your complaints <laughs> at Doug Benson. But yeah, that, that's a, what I was going to say, though. Initially, was you talking about the, the raining at Disneyland and all that. It was I always, We had multiple times going there as a kid to, to Cedar Point. It would just be pouring rain the whole time we got there. And it would, it, every time, like, was like this, like, magical thing where, like, we pull into the park and just clouds part. The sun comes <laughs> out. And it worked every time. So, like, in my head, in a weird way, I'm like, that's just what's going to – even if they forecast rain, we'll be good. And a couple of years ago, I took my girlfriend, Christina. We we uh, went to visit because a lot of my family still lives a few hours away from there. So, like, all right, we're going to go see my family, and then we're going to go to Cedar Point. And she'd never been. So we went, and we saw the weather was kind of shitty looking. And we're like, you know what? We're, we're going to be fine, though. We'll get up, and it's like, what? Is, it's not going to rain all day. It rained all day. Literally all day. We uh, because we stayed at the hotel in the park, we got to go into the park an hour early. Right. And I think we literally rode two rides, and then they shut almost everything down. And it yeah, was it's shut down very all outdoorsy. Day. All the rides there. There's not like yeah. It's not like Disneyland where you can go fuck around on the Pirates of the Caribbean for a while. Yeah. Yeah. There's not really any of that there. No. There's not. A, the only indoor stuff is like sh- you know weird little shows. Like I one time when it was raining on me there, I I just ducked into a. Uh, they had like a, some sort of like ice skating show, and I w- watched that for a while. And, <laughs> I can't uh, say I've seen that one. Another time I was there with. Uh, I think I've been there with Graham Elwood and with David Huntsberger, and wh- whichever one it was, it started raining on us, And but the park wasn't going to close for like another five or six hours. It started raining at like two in the afternoon, so we we just were like, screw it, and went back to the hotel and just, you know, hung out there for a while, and then as soon as it wasn't raining again, then we then we took the weird drive back to the uh, park again, and yeah, that went, ho- went back in. Mm-hmm. That hotel is it's it's great if you're staying there because then you just have a place to go. But even if you're not staying there, there's restaurants in that hotel and everything. So it's it's a good way to kill time if you uh, are forced to. Yeah, it's like uh, with Disneyland. I'll just go I'll mess around at Downtown Disney if uh, yeah, you know, because you can go in and have a, have a real meal or uh, see a movie or something. Yeah. Yeah, I, I with amusement, amusement parks, I rarely, uh, you know, I used to be the kind of person that would get there when it opens and stay until they kick you out. Mm-hmm. And now I'm, uh, you know, get there when I think there's going to be the smallest amount of people in the place and go on as many rides as quickly as possible mm-hmm. and then get out. Yeah, no, it's it's the way to go. <laughs> or or just hang out or then just chill, you know, because that's part of the thing about Disneyland is it's fun to hang out in there even when you're not going on the rides. I just don't want to get caught up in. Did you see Better, uh, or I mean, Escape from Tomorrow, the, the I, movie I they have, shot? I have not. I we we wanted to. We were very curious about it. 
but then also started kind of hearing that it wasn't all it's that kind of like great. if it's if david lynch made one of his uh not as good movies inside disney world okay <laughs> it's really neat that it's in disney world yeah and it's, the guy, it's in, i was intrigued by the idea the but... guy who made it had some good ideas and it was also it was you know it's just fun to watch because it's just so weird that they got away with it that they you know that it really like i mean the the, the you know there's a plot point is that uh, the the one little kid, uh, the little boy, uh, is constantly begging to go on the um, the uh, Buzz Lightyear ride, uh-huh. and uh, and then at one point they try to go on Star Tours, and right when they get to the very front of the line, that they get told that uh, they're 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 having technical problems and that to come back later. And after they, you know, a, a man and his son waited for like, like the movie has a lot of scenes about what a bummer it is to wait in the long right. lines at Disneyland. So it's also not a very good uh, promo for, for Disneyland in general. But I guess they didn't uh, attempt to sewer or anything because it would just draw more attention to uh, what is going to what is destined to be just a cult item because it's not. Yeah. They don't do anything that shocking in Disneyland. Uh-huh. The shock, most shocking thing is that they managed to film the movie in there. And then did they do it at? At both parks, did yeah, they, yeah, they did. Okay, that's what but I they did it most, mostly in Orlando over like a two week period where they just went every day until finally it seemed like uh, some people in security at, at that catching there on. were catching on that something was up. Because the first thing that <clears throat> the first time they were approached, I think somebody came up to the family that's playing the family in the movie. Uh-huh. You know, the actor was on Doug Loves Movies, uh, Roy Abramson, the, the lead actor, and he said that they came up to them and said, uh, are you guys, do you guys need uh, us to escort you personally around? Because we noticed that there's been a lot of people photographing you. And, uh, <laughs> and you know, we don't want the paparazzi to bother people when they're here yeah. uh, uh, trying to enjoy the park. And, like, like and just because there was th- three guys with pretty nice cameras filming the scenes, they just thought they, they were celebrities. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they did the neatest things. Like, they, there's scenes in the movie where there's shots in the movie where the park is completely, looks completely deserted. Uh-huh. And uh, to, to get that, they would just, because they just bought tickets. They right. just got in. They, they probably bought a season pass or something, but they they had actual tickets to get in each day. And when the park would open at the beginning of the day, they'd run to the other side of the, the park as soon as they got in to the park where so if you empty. film it, it looks like it's right. like it's, nobody's there and it's just uh, deserted. So they did a good job of uh, you know realizing their vision and, and and getting it out. It's just that the the movie itself is just kind of weird. And that's yeah, that's what I hear. I I need to. I, gonna eventually watch it it just has not happened yet yeah yeah you you know it's it's good for you know vod or whatever yeah (laughs) do you have a uh now you know we're almost at the end of the year now do you have a favorite for the year have you picked a favorite it's like it's now down to like maybe four movies i'm i'm never much of a i always have like a current favorite movie you know something i'm obsessed with and then i have you know, hundreds and hundreds of movies I liked because I I definitely liked at least twenty or thirty movies or more uh, last year, this year rather. Um, <clears throat> but you know, World's End was amazing. Yeah, Gravity is completely awesome. And then the more kind of uh, late entry is uh, I really liked Wolf of Wall Street a lot. Okay, 
haven't uh, yeah i i was really bad at kind of seeing very much of anything this well, year well wolf of wall street isn't out yet so right but once it does come out it's three hours and it's hilarious yeah we we want to see it it came out today oh did it come out today well it's christmas isn't oh, it yes that's true <laughs> christmas eve christmas eve well i'm just tomorrow. saying our, more people are going to hear this so <laughs> more it's more likely christmas is the day where around noon one o'clock people yeah listening to a podcast sounds sounds good yeah if you're not already <laughs> at the movie yeah, if you're not off to the movies, uh, then listening to a podcast is is uh, the thing to do. Or after you know, after you excuse yourself from Christmas dinner because you're way too full and tired of uh, everyone's bullshit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I actually didn't do that a lot. I, I was thinking about that recently. Of if because I know a lot of movies, you know, that's always a big release day is Christmas. But uh, I didn't. I've never done that a lot. I think I did. I don't remember if it was Christmas Day though, or if it was the day after. They go see Django last year, I think, on Christmas. My family's just always been more into movies than Christmas. I mean, we, you know, yeah. movies is more our religion than actual religion. So, oh yeah, I, yeah, it's not for for me. It's not a, a religious thing at all. So I uh, always see a movie on Christmas Day, like ev- every year, and it, with or without my uh, family, depending on you know where I, where I am. Yeah, but and I'm you're usually... you're you're uh, you're from San Diego, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, so I used to go down all the time and no, see movies down there. I should say. Yeah, I go down there quite a bit. You know, mo- mostly for work, but for Christmas, it's just my I just go down there just to uh, take my mom to see a movie, and so that's where we're at right now. In, in the month of December is uh, it's not a debate or an argument so much, but it is a um, <laughs> it is a negotiation. To figure out what we're going to see on Christmas Day, because she doesn't get out to the movies that, uh, unless I come, you know, drive down there and take her to one. Uh, I mean, every once in a while she'll go with a friend or something, but for the most part, she just goes to movies when I take her. And um, there's a lot to lot to choose from this Christmas, and yeah, I'm trying to steer her away from the ones that have, uh, you know, either a, a lot of nudity or extreme violence. Mm-hmm. Even though she doesn't mind either, she'll she'll watch that stuff with me. She doesn't she doesn't give a shit. Did you? Didn't you go? It am I makes me up? uncomfortable. Did, did you go see Magic Mike? I with did. Her? I That's did. What I thought. I didn't know if I was making that up and or if that was just a joke that you had made once. But no, that was a summer release, and I always go down and see her like during uh, Comic Con when I'm in San Diego for that. And uh, so she was like, "I want to see Magic Mike," and I was like, "Really." <laughs> And I was sort of interested in it just because, you know, I've seen every Soderbergh movie. So, you know, why quit just because he does one about male strippers? Right. But I didn't I didn't really I didn't really appreciate the experience. (laughs) I mean, he does. He does a good job of putting some cute actresses in there and getting them uh, to, you know, in various stages of undress. So it's not it's not a total homophobes nightmare. But And I don't think I'm as much. I'm not as much of a homophobe as I just don't. I don't find the um, the, the male body that particularly. <laughs> it's goofy. Interesting. It's, it's a goofy I thing. Yeah, I mean, it's it's even funny that like the movie has to de- depict kind of a world where there still is a popular male strip club <laughs> that's a fixed building. Right. Like, does that exist yeah, anywhere? That's, that's a good call. Or do we just not that. notice because we don't care? Yeah. But I don't think so. It's usually like. Either a traveling thing or in, uh-huh. or in Vegas, Vegas or yeah. Reno or something. Like, I, you just don't hear that much about, like, like there used to be, like, a Chippendales in Los Angeles that was, like, a full-time stripper club for with men. But I, I just don't <laughs> think – there's just not enough business there. I mean, women will go on bachelorette parties, 
But, you know, uh, how do you get all those bachelorette parties, you know, to come to that one place <laughs> all the time? You yeah. Know? When there's so many other things they can do, like bachelorette parties can go ruin a stand-up comedy show. <laughs> <laughs> or they can go to a stupid dueling piano bar or something. Right. Yeah, I I never I haven't thought about that. Yeah, I, I don't, honestly don't know I've ever seen one in my life. Like been driving by and went, right. oh, that's where. Yeah, 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 like yeah, I think it's always just like you know facilities are rented, you know, or there's like uh, in Vegas, there's like Thunder Down Under probably gets like a lot of uh, yeah, I see ba- the, I bachelorette parties. You know, I would, I'm I'm totally yelping right now to see if I can find a male strip male club. strip club. I, I didn't even have to type at all. It just came up right away. Um, and you'd think they'd be... Apparently, they'd, they'd... In North Hollywood, right away, comes up. Star Garden. That's a female. That's Is a, it? That's okay. a regular strip club. All right. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, all the... Oh, yeah. All the, most of these, I feel that's like... That's a strip club I just... used to go to when I lived in the Valley, when I lived a couple of blocks from uh, Adam Sandler and... Um, and Judd Apatow. And Judd Apatow, and uh, also... Uh, David Anthony Higgins lived uh, in in the valley, and and so we'd all have little pilgrimages over to Star Garden because it was kind of a it was like a, a divey bar strip club, but the strippers were pretty cute, and it was a pretty low key atmosphere. Uh, now that I've more low key, not low key, not low key. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Tom Hiddleston wasn't there, but but now that I've had more, uh, now that I'm more of a uh, traveler of the country. Uh, it, it reminds me of uh, Star Gardens, like every bar in Portland, Oregon. <laughs> every bar in Portland, Oregon has a uh, a strip stripper pole in it, and just sort of a <laughs> casual attitude about strippers. That I is one of the reasons I love Portland. <laughs> um, do you have a uh, kind of going back to movies here for for a moment? Uh, do you have a, a favorite Christmas movie? Um. Well, you know, I like to say that my favorite or the best Christmas movie is Die Hard. Yeah, just because it takes place around Christmas. Yeah, it doesn't really count as a Christmas movie. But I, I find a lot of like a Christmas story to be like ch- nails on a chalkboard. I just can't take it. Like I don't like that. Na- really, I don't like that narrator's voice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like how close-minded the Darren McGavin father character is about everything. <laughs> The kid who gets his tongue stuck to the pole annoys me, but that's mostly because I hated that movie, The Toy, so much. <laughs> um, but people love that movie. People love A Christmas Story. Like, yeah. they're still showing it 24 hours. Uh, yes, on, they are. Uh, I haven't I haven't caught it on at all yet this year. I know they always do the the Christmas thing, the the marathon, as you. But I haven't yeah. I haven't caught it on earlier than that yet. Yeah, so and far. I'm. I I don't know if I've ever I think maybe once when I was a teenager I watched It's a Wonderful Life from beginning to end. I've never seen it. It's you know it's uh, I guess if you commit to it it's pretty inspirational but it's also uh, incredibly depressing for most of right most of its running time. I mean that's why I guess that's why it's a happy ending because how depressing it is for most of it. Um, what am I missing? Is there an example of a, like a really Christmassy movie, like like National Lampoon's yeah, Christmas I mean, Vacation? Like that, that's up there for me. Yeah, but that's that's a big joke, you know. I mean, that's like, you know, um, 
just a sincere Christmas movie, I guess I would have I mean, to go. You don't have to have one. I was just curious. Well, you're going to make me, Tony. <laughs> you're going to make me say well, the original Miracle on 34th Street. I've never seen that either. It's probably my favorite, I think most of the favorite Christmas movie. I've never seen. Yeah, well, and they'd be probably hard to watch now because you, yeah. if you're in your living room or whatever, they're just not paced for. You, mm-hmm. you, you'd, you'd find other things to do, and you'd 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 pretty much know where the story is headed yeah. all the time. They, they, any... they don't even need to be that old. I feel like sometimes movies that are twenty years old at this point, I have that same problem with. If if you're watching it for the first time, if we you just... grew up watching it. Yeah, it's great. well, it depends. That's the thing. We just, I, you know, I just had to watch uh, Diamonds Are Forever for um, Matt Myra and Matt Gorley's. Uh, uh, Matt Myra was on last week. Uh, James Bonding podcast, where uh, you, where each episode they just talk about, you know, ad nauseum, like they say everything there is to say about <laughs> <laughs> about a, a new James Bond movie in each episode, and they actually, you know, play clips from it as it goes, and um, but you watch it beforehand. Uh, so you come in there with some uh, uh, things to say, and I was just stunned by how slowly paced it was, and how there's like chase scenes in it that are when is that, that one from? That are boring seventies. It's from. Okay, it's the it's last Sean Connery one before the last Sean Connery one because he took that long break and then came back and did Never Say Never Again, which was okay. like a, a rival James Bond movie against the the ongoing ones. With uh, at that point, I guess it was. Timothy Dalton or whatever. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know my James Bond movies very well. I, I literally have seen Casino Royale, and that is it. How does that happen? How do you have that big hole in your? I don't know. It's there's. There, I have I life have a lot of a of, young man. I have a lot of those things that are like things that everyone knows and loves that have just escaped me for all these years. Because the Pierce Brosnan ones were all, you know, box office wise, were all really popular, and yeah, then, I and think, then you, know, you, you just, must have played the GoldenEye video game. Uh, a little. I didn't. I didn't get that into it. I had a lot of friends that were, so I, I oh. more watched some friends play it, but I never got into it. And I think still to this day, almost because I it had like the opposite effect on me of uh, any sort of a first person shooter game like that. I am still just like I don't want to play them. <laughs> If, if for some reason, if it's a first person shooter, I don't want to play it. I have no interest. I used to love Goldeneye, but I just sort of uh, gave up on uh, on video games in general. Like I was, I was back when we would sit around all day playing Mario Kart's and Goldeneye. I uh, turned a corner one day and was like, "Oh wow, this is really. I could really just do this all the time." Yeah. Like my friends started really getting into uh, Doom and Halo and stuff, and. Uh, and I just, I just completely checked out of it, and I, I, I barely looked back. Uh, every <laughs> once in a while, I play an old fashioned arcade game if I'm in a bar that has them. Yeah, and, and pinball. I still love pinball mm-hmm. when that, when that opportunity presents itself. Yeah, no, they I, I, I again, kinda... it's usually in a bar in Portland. Yeah, uh, I want to drink and play pinball and look at a stripper <laughs> who has a lot of ink. <laughs> they're, uh, they're, yeah, they're crazy because video games have gotten. I'm I'm almost surprised in a way because video games are much more movie like these days now too, right? But that's what I when when the video games creep crept into movies for a while, I really hated it. You know, like oh yeah, most of them are are terrible. Yeah, well not 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 just like you know uh, live action adaptations of video games. I'm talking about like how there were a lot of movies for a while that just looked flat out like like video games, like the yeah. 
they're animated but by computers and so they you know all the characters have those dead eyes and stuff like we just watched polar express uh one of my yeah, uh, did an interruption for that benson right? movie interruptions yeah and uh it's just it, i haven't seen it's that not either. animation and it's not real life it's just yeah. this weird in between you know <laughs> possessed robot weirdo dead eyes uh children on a on a crazy uh train that's uh these kids are constantly in peril just trying to get to the North Pole. Mm-hmm. And then once they get there, there's just there's just a million elves having a party. So I don't even know why these kids needed to go there. <laughs> it's really weird. Yeah, I, that's one that's just I've never seen it and I haven't I don't really have any desire to see it. You shouldn't. I you know, I don't know what came over me when we showed it at, at CineFamily uh, <laughs> just because I, I, a part of it was just that. Some people have a fondness for it. It still gets played like on ABC Family around. Yeah, the oh yeah, it's been all, all, I, like almost th- every day. Lately. I think it should be shut down. As much as I love Tom Hanks, and I'm no, sure, me too. And Bob Zemeckis, the director, like those guys are very talented and awesome. But like, I don't know why, why anyone needs to see Tom Hanks in a in a uh, musical number as a you know conductor t- just trying to get kids to drink hot chocolate. It just seems like yeah. a big. Roofy Express, uh. <laughs> like like just the fact that they this train pulls up and they just tell children to just come on board and they just take them all, and there's <laughs> never really. a moment in the movie where anyone is like that's kids shouldn't be encouraged to just jump onto trains with strangers <laughs> and go off. Uh, it's got a lot of bad lessons in it, yeah, and it's got Steven Tyler. So what? Yeah, I, he's he's one of the elves when they get to oh. like they're they're, they're I think that's weirdly making me want to watch it. They're now. doing an Aeros like I don't know if it's Aerosmith, it's probably just him, you know, without the band, but uh it's like he's it's it's a Steven Tyler elf performing for all the other elves Ooh. when they get there. It might be a fun movie for you to just get your hands on and like yeah. you'll probably have a Christmas party at some point this season, right? I, it already happened. Yeah. Oh, too late. Next year. I thought, it, I, put, I thought I sent you an email. Put but, it on. Yeah. yeah, you probably did. Put it on, like, <laughs> on a loop uh, on the TV during the party as a conversation piece. But, yeah. like, you know, turn the sound off. Because <laughs> it's uh, there's always something visually happening. It's just like, what? Why is that? What's going on there? Tom Hanks plays, like, four parts in it. Yeah, I thought I think I knew that. Yeah. And one of them is a guy who's a, a bum who's uh, cooking beans and has a nice fire going on the roof of the train. And so the idea is when the kid goes to visit him or is talking to him that it's like some sort of imaginary thing or is he real or isn't he real? But also it's the kid is standing around on the top of a moving train talking to a guy eating beans out of a can. It is the weirdest movie. (laughs) Uh, Well, you know, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. (laughs) Uh but rewinding a bit to you mentioning Die Hard, that uh, that is a category that I am sort of fascinated is not probably the right word, but uh, had many conversations with people of, of trying to think of movies that are, they take place at Christmas, but they're not really a Christmas movie. Die Hard being the perfect example. Sure. Gremlins, also another example. Uh, Gremlins so, is pretty Christmassy, though. Yeah, but like you don't really. But it doesn't necessarily. Well, I guess I guess he does receive Gizmo as a Christmas gift, doesn't he? Yeah, and it's just all very. There's always there's constant decorations, and then you know uh, Phoebe Cates tells the story of her dad. Right, but, right, right. But, I mean that's that's the that's the 
darkest part of like first of all chris chris columbus <laughs> uh i i'm not the biggest fan of a lot of what he's done but uh the thing about gremlins is that he had written a really violent movie and then it went through the spielberg machine or whatever and it got you know toned down uh-huh. But they still left in that really dark monologue of her not liking Christmas because her dad yeah. died in the chimney while he was trying to <laughs> surprise everybody. It is pretty out of place in that movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's you know that's sort of the whole movie was supposedly that dark. Uh, oh, really? Initially and really violent. Like, and then they just uh, did all that stuff to it. But you know, it's Joe Dante who I like, and um, and uh, it's got. It's fun, but I like. I kind of like. You're a Gre- huge Zach Galligan fan. Yeah, I kind of like. Uh, I kind of like uh, Gremlins Two: The New Batch better. It's so fucking weird. <laughs> but it's more of a. It's more of a just everything sort of played for comedy, and I yeah. li- and I like the one the one uh, Gremlin that uh, that's voiced by Tony, Tony Randall. Randall. Yeah. is uh, is is entertaining in that one. But uh, Lethal Weapon is also Christmassy. Uh huh. Well, before before you go any further, this is this is. Game is a strong word, but we're gonna we're gonna play a little. Oh, okay. For lack of better word, game. That uh, Christmas movie, not a Christmas movie, and we get a little theme song here. Is it a Christmas movie? It's not a Christmas movie, or is it just a regular movie? All right. <laughs> so, so basically, yeah. I'm just I'm gonna name. I some can't movies. believe you just played that live. Uh, yeah. It's I'm very, a man of many talents. Uh, multi-instrumentalist at the same time. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna name some movies, and uh, you're gonna tell me if this is a Christmas movie that's not a Christmas movie. It, 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 it le- being that it at least has a scene. You that see, takes like place a Christmas, Christmas tree or something. Yes, at some point there's something that happens during Christmas. Sure. Or this is just a movie. So. Because so some go. movies also take place over such a long period of time that they right. get, so they, they throw, they get they throw a couple of Christmases in there. In there yeah. And and there, I think I may have one or two of those uh, okay. snuck in here. So let's we'll, try we'll, it. We'll see. Test your knowledge here. All, All right. right. First one: Step Brothers. Um, I can't picture a Christmas scene, but also. Um, I also don't remember how big of a period of time the movie took place over. I remember there was like a some sort of outdoor wedding or a, a event mm-hmm. where the Catalina pe- wine mixer. where people had to make speeches. <laughs> yeah, so I'm gonna say there was no Christmas in Step Brothers. Mm, off to a bad start, Doug. There, how much Christmas was there? It's, there? it's not. It's not much at all. How little so, is it? I, uh, I think it's pretty much a scene. Yeah. It, okay. Yeah. So you know. But yeah, the, of course, that's the thing. Christmas. Uh-huh. Christmas comes. When you least expect it, <laughs> I think it's sort of like the there's it's kind of toward like the the later portion of the movie. It's like the the middle chunk when things are starting to to go south for the whole family after mm-hmm. the the parents married. Uh, things are starting to fall apart, and uh, it's during Christmas. Because some reason I, I remember Richard, that makes sense. I Richard just Jenkins I just didn't remember going to go to the cheesecake factory to get a drink. <laughs> I remember there being a Christmas tree in the background. <laughs> all right, let's let's all see right, if I so, oh for one maybe so I'll miss all so of all right. these. How many are there? Uh, one, two, million, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, tw
I have nine. Oh wow! All right, I'm gonna nine. get. I'm gonna get eight out of nine. We did. We did this once before, so I tried to throw some different ones, maybe some repeats in here to see uh, to mess with you. Uh, Batman Returns. Which one was that? That was That's Val Kilmer. The, no, this is uh, still Michael Keaton. It's the second Michael Keaton. Oh right, with right, Dan- right. Danny D and Michelle P. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that has some Christmas in it. You are correct. Yeah, because it's very wintry during a lot of it. Yeah, I think, or I think all of it maybe. Uh, I th- I think that's I think it does pretty much take place. I think the whole thing is kind of at Christmas because it's yeah. kind of a Christmassy thing when they what do, doesn't uh, doesn't the baby version of the penguin get like uh, adopted oh, yeah, in a kind of Christmassy that. setting? Oh yeah, at the I beginning? think so. I actually forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think I think that and whole thing is there's there's like much, snow uh, on the ground a lot in it. Yeah, and, and you see there's Christmas decorations in Gotham City like throughout the movie. All right, cool. All right. So one one and one. Uh next one, Toy Story. Which this was I actually was ta- <laughs> I, I had uh, did a little Twitter thing where I was asking some people for some suggestions. And uh so this was this was one that was was uh coming up a lot. And I'm not going to say which way it goes because here's the thing. We all remember that uh, he gets Buzz Lightyear as a present, and right, Woody is but, jealous. But there's but why does he get Buzz the original as a Toy Story has a lot of um, you know that that bad kid in the neighborhood blowing up toys with uh-huh. firecrackers and stuff, and it it's never wintry outside. Now it could take place in California, true, but I don't think it did. So I'm going to say it's not a Christmas movie, and. I'm I'm here's the thing I'm 99% sure you're right <laughs> because you haven't done the research no I I did and my memory was that he receives Buzz Lightyear for a, a birthday gift but when I was asking people on Twitter at Tony Thaxon or at Felice Navi Pod uh everyone a lot of people were saying Christmas story or sorry Toy Story and uh I was like, no, I don't think that's right. And so I, I Googled to make sure and nothing was coming up for it. So Yeah, they I can't think of any Christmas movies no. that where they don't have uh, you know, um snow, scenes where there's snow around. No. You know, like unless it's Christmas in the desert or something. Yeah. So if anyone uh I don't remember. Were wrong. I'm I don't. Sure in all three Toy Story movies it seemed to take place in a very warm, sunny type type yeah. time of year, I think. Mm-hmm. No, I think every it's just everyone assumes I think that Buzz was All right. Well, Christmas you should gifts. you should know you should know definitively the answers when you play this kind of game. I know, I know. I've learned that the hard way. <laughs> um okay, so, so we'll count uh, that one in, in the in yeah, the win column. So you're 2 and 1. You're okay. 2 and 1. Uh Tootsie. Does Tootsie have a Christmas scene? Um I know it it takes place over a good chunk of time, and I can imagine that, like the party that that uh, Bill Murray has in the loft. I think that oh, that's a surprise party for Dustin Hoffman's birthday. Gosh, it seems like it should have a Christmas scene in there, but I I can't picture one. This is a tricky one. I can't picture. Because also he was on a soap opera, so if there's this part of the year that's Christmassy, then soap operas always turn Christmassy around Christmas time. You're also playing for nothing other than your proof of loving movies. Yeah, that's true. I think I've already 
I've already proved that I that I'm familiar with Tootsie, <laughs> and that, oh, like even like the big finale where he pulls the wig off. Uh, <laughs> They're just they're just standing around in a mansion. I don't think it's decorated Christmas style. So I'm going to say there's n- there's no Christmas in Tootsie. Correct. <laughs> I, I, I we've we've played this game once before, and I did Tootsie before. To, for some reason, Tootsie is just my my go to movie. If I need to say the name of a movie and like a for just quick, then yeah, Tootsie just is Tootsie. my go to. Yeah. So I felt I felt the need to include that again. I've, uh, I have friends that think that movie is overrated, but I I like it. I don't really remember a ton of it. I've seen it a couple of times, but I don't. I'm not uh, especially not when it came out. It was it. pretty cool that Bill Murray was in kind of like a funny supporting role, you know? Yeah, which I didn't remember until I rewatched it a few years ago. I didn't even recall him being in it. Yeah. Um. All right, we'll keep rolling here. Wayne's World Two. Oh boy. I'm just going to say that does have Christmas in it, because I don't know why you'd bring it up if it didn't. So that means my strategy worked. <laughs> really? Yeah, it is, it is not. How do you know it's Christmas-free? Like, that's a movie you're, like, a fan of and have watched a lot? Uh, I've definitely seen it, you know, again, maybe something snuck through, but I'm I'm pretty damn positive that there's nothing Christmassy in that movie. <laughs> it's all it's all about them throwing Wayne stock, which is in Illinois. It's the summertime. But what about Wayne's World 1? Did that have any Christmas I in it? I don't think so. Okay. I'm, I'm more familiar with that one, but I feel like Wayne's World 2, they're going to throw the, the festival. Yeah. It's going to take place in the I summer. I just don't – I can't think of any reason to bring up uh, Wayne's World 2. <laughs> and unless, that that was why I threw it in there because I thought me. that – Exactly. <laughs> so it worked. So let's see. You're, Some two uh, and two? Two and two. Or wait, no. Two, three and two? Three and two. Okay. Uh, actually, one. Two. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. That is interesting. Very yeah, yeah, it gets tricky when you get in the, into a franchise. Yeah, well, I can't. I could. I could. I could imagine Harry Potter movies all taking place entirely at Christmas, or never mentioning Christmas at all. Like Christmas would be a is a weird thing to bring up. Like, what do the kids in the Harry Potter movies do for Christmas break? Do they just stay at the at the school, or do they go home to the? Does Harry Potter have to go home to those horrible Muggles every time? I'm really not sure. I'm not. I'm not all that well versed in the Harry Potter movies, but I. But I do know the answer to this. Well, because you picked one that has Christmas in it. Uh huh. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. All right. So you're correct. Again. <laughs> so now, and I was. I was. I was. We we did the math wrong on that. So you, so now you're three and three. Okay. So you're you're, ta- you're even now. Where is it? Oh, there it is. I'm <laughs> Doug, playing. I'm playing Doug's, with the dog. Doug's playing with Ruby. That's a Christmassy thing to do. Yes. She okay. Play. Uh, a couple more. Uh, Donnie Darko. Um, I, I, you know, I saw that movie the one time and was, you know, kind of perplexed, but also didn't think it was terrible. Still um, a million times better than uh, the one after that. Southland Tales. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really, I didn't really stick with that one. Um. I, want, I really hold out hope for that guy as a filmmaker, though. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think he's a cool guy. Um, I'm going to say, just because that movie, I don't, I don't remember seeing Christmas. But unless you're a, like a huge fan of it, then why would you even know if it had Christmas or didn't have <laughs> Christmas in it? I love how seriously you're you're taking all these. <laughs> 
Well, it's really a deductive thing because I can't. You're you're just throwing out movies where I can't picture one way or the other for sure. You know. Yeah. Um, but I guess that's the point of the game. So I'll say it does have Christmas in it. Ooh, no, never, nope. So we're now just, three. We're three and four. Just Easter. Just, <laughs> just Easter when the bunny shows up. <laughs> I guess Halloween. I guess yeah, yeah. Halloween. Uh, uh, all right, I'm failing. That's all right. You got, you, got, you got two more chances here. You can, you, can pull, you can pull ahead. It's my worst Christmas. L.A. Confidential. Yes, it has Christmas in it. Boom. All right. <laughs> you're, so here's the tiebreaker. Okay. Final one. Tiebreaker. <laughs> tiebreaker against myself? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> For all the marbles. Okay. Castaway. Um... Just trying to picture if he does something special for Christmas, like, oh, it's Christmas Day, so I'm going to take that ice skate and fix my tooth. (laughs) 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 Yeah, it has Christmas in it. Doug Benson, you have won. (laughs) Christmas movie. That's how you win, getting more than half. (laughs) Is it a Christmas movie? It's not a Christmas movie, or is it just a regular Yep. Yeah, it's it's actually the uh I think that actually might also fall into a movie that I've seen on Christmas Day. Uh but it the, the beginning of the movie before he ends up at the he's at a Christmas party and then ends up getting to right. have to have to go take that flight and then gets on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the, the the whole opening of that movie is where they really they overhammer the fact that he's a man that's always always on a schedule and always has to be somewhere mm-hmm. and it's always you know the FedEx way. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's the perfect job for a guy that's going to get stranded on the island and then and then when the FedEx boxes all float up, they're all full of garbage he can't use except for his best friend Wilson. Yep. And the aforementioned ice skate. Um, yeah, that's a fun that's a fun game. So you play that game year round? Uh, well, you know, <laughs> the, the we that's only the second time we've played it, but I believe you're the only the you're you're going to be episode number 8. So we're still pretty early. But, that'd be uh, a that'd be a bad game to play or or a really fun game to play with uh saying, you know, naming a TV series and saying did this show ever do a Christmas episode? Cuz I'm sure mm. there's some that exist that didn't, but yeah. they're mostly ones that got canceled before December. <laughs> Right. Or just were set in such a milieu, milieu that there was never a reason to drag Christmas into it. But most TV series yeah. have a Christmas. Especially know, in the 80s TV When show. October rolls around, they just start, you know, having, if the plot's not about Christmas, there's at least Christmas decorations and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, they throw them in there. Yeah. Uh, well, let's, let's before... Uh... Before I kick you out, okay. Let's uh, let's do just one more quick game here. We'll do a little movie edition of the Christmas quiz. All right, so we just got five questions here. We're gonna see how you do on this one. You won okay. the first game. We'll see how you do now. All right, take all the glory home for Christmas. Uh, what is the most successful? Christmas movie of all time, according to North American box office. Is it A... Oh, I get choices. Yeah, you get multiple choices. Okay. Is it A, The Santa Claus, B, the aforementioned Polar Express, or C, How the Grinch Stole Christmas? 
the top all gr- shitty choices in my opinion. Top grossing Christmas movie of all time. Mm-hmm. Of all Christmas movies, of not Christmas not just movies. between these three. Yeah, of of movies that yeah that are like traditionally considered to be a a Christmas movie. Yeah, Santa Claus was really big, and Polar Express was fairly big, but I think that just because it was a property that you know like everybody wanted to see the Grinch movie even people that knew they were going to hate it so i think it's how the grinch stole christmas you think correctly <laughs> yeah that's i i what were the final numbers on this uh it looks like cuz i cuz the, the grinch adjusted did. for inflation santa claus might have done as well or better but santa claus just uh, came out so much it earlier like, it looks like santa claus is actually number 4 as far as christmas movies go uh, ahead of it, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, two hundred and sixty million plus. Yeah, yeah. Polar Express is actually number two. Uh huh. Elf is number three, oh. and then Santa Claus is number four. Good old Elf, but yeah, those other three all came out since Santa Claus. And, yeah, uh, every, and ticket prices were higher. Yeah, every movie on this list is pretty recent. Like the, I think the oldest thing on the list is Scrooged from yeah. If you have like twenty uh, something, like if you have a hit now. It it you know it's, it's gonna automatically it, it do gets better. so much higher on the you know like all the Pirates of the Caribbean movies are in the top twenty movies of all time and so so undeservedly yeah yeah <laughs> no I I tried to watch that Grinch movie like when it came out and even even fourteen years thirteen years ago now it uh, it just I couldn't even I I don't think I've ever seen it in its entirety well it's you know the 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 short was perfect. In its yeah. length. So oh, it's, if, yeah, if it's, you're it's going to do a live-action version of it, the best you could hope to do is stretch it out to an hour. Mm-hmm. But they're, they're stretching it out to an hour and 40 minutes or hour 45 minutes, just like it's just ridiculous. Yeah, it's no good. Uh, but you're one for one so far. And, and Jim Carrey should have had to play all the characters. Not a bad call. Didn't he do yeah. that in the the Christmas Carol? Mm-hmm. Did he? Yeah. Yeah, most of them. But, yeah. it, but, in, in the, but you know what I mean? If he was playing all the Who's... Then the Who's all could have been wacky and had really wacky personalities. Because part of the thing is, is that you know, just the hubris of like saying, you know, we're going to make a live action Grinch and we're going to, you know, we're going to do it justice. That's already like, you, no, your injustice has already occurred. That you're just <laughs> doing it. But if you're really going to try to do it and make it a fun movie, then uh, you know, Jim Carrey's funnier than all those people they cast as all the who's. Yeah. You know what I mean? It'd be fun to see him as a You're bunch of different... You're telling me Jim Carrey's funnier than Christine Baranski? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love Jeffrey Tambor, and I, you know, a lot of good people got suckered into participating in that movie. Yeah. Did you know that uh, You know, there's a, a moment in that movie where the who's are having a party, and when someone comes in, they throw their keys into a bowl with a bunch of other keys? No. Like, there's a key party joke. Like, uh-huh. that's the kind of... That, that's where their heads were at. Was like the Grinch that stole Christmas needs jokes for adults. Yeah, and it's like that's what's great about the Grinch that stole Christmas is adults like it. You liked it when you were a kid. You like it when you're an adult. That song is really catchy. Mm-hmm. The dog is adorable. You know, and uh, and the action with the sled going down the hill and stuff is super fun. And like all of that is so, it's all so hard to do live action. Yeah, I... they should have had a better grasp on how to make it funny and. They changed it into the Who's are all a bunch of assholes, and the Grinch makes them wake up to what assholes they've been. 
Because <laughs> all the Who's in the in the movie are competing to have the best Christmas tree lights uh-huh. because they want to be the best, not because they want to celebrate the season. Oh, yeah, you know, in the cartoon, in the cartoon, they just make all that noise and play with all the toys, yeah, and yeah, yeah. have the feast, and they enjoy themselves. They're hedonists for sure, but they're you know it's all uh, the spirit of the thing, you know. Uh-huh. And at the end of the cartoon, they they hold hands together and go, "Fuck it, we don't need all the presents." But but that's because Grinch took them away, so it backfires on him. But in the movie, they celebrate him for showing him the true the true way to celebrate. I, did, I had no idea. I haven't made it that far. It's so awful. I hate that that is uh, <laughs> that's uh, Universal Studios uh, like thing that they do at the at the amusement park. Yeah, yeah, Grin- Grinchmas. Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm not on board. Yeah, it's bizarre. It's a really bizarre co-opting of something that was, you know, that was awesome. Yeah, I, well, I, you know, part of me is like, did anyone care about that movie? But apparently so, because that's the number one Christmas movie of all time you know i just watched the uh this documentary about calvin and Hobbes called dear mr waterson uh-huh. and it's like you know it's one thing like he did miss out on a lot of money by not merchandising uh not letting anybody merchandise calvin and Hobbes or turn it into anything other than just the the comic he lost a lot of money but man did he just solidify that except for stickers of calvin peeing on something <laughs> that like it's just it is what it is, and uh, no one's ever going to be able to do this nonsense that happens to. Every, or maybe they will. Maybe after he's dead, you know, anybody could do whatever they want with the with the characters. But uh, it's it's pretty cool that he just put a lid on it and just said none of this stuff, you know. Because what's happened to you know even some of your beloved characters is get it's gone a little too far, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and. Uh, you know, they could they could end up making sh- shittier Star Wars movies than than ever. They, I I I feel <laughs> I don't think they Disney will. I don't think it. they will. I am I am a little scared about the the side movies they're talking about making. Those scare me a little bit. Could be great. I hope they're great, but those yeah. scare me a little bit. I mean, I think it's all just going to be a mixed bag. I just saw the Wolverine, you know, and uh-huh. I've and I've been you know kind of really mixed about all of the uh, X Men mutant uh, movies, and but this one is so much better than the first Wolverine. Yeah, that one was not too fun. That I was I was uh uh mildly uh pleased. Nice. Yeah, I, I still have not seen. I've been I've really fell behind this year on movies. Did well, I mean, you know, year. as much as I like The Wolverine, I'm not saying you have to I know, I know, but I'm just saying it seems like one that I would have seen by now, but I still have not. It's got some good stuff in it. Yeah. All right, I'm sorry I derailed that's, your that's quiz. That's all right. That's all right. I'm so proud uh, of my answer. <laughs> uh so this one you don't get multiple choice, but uh, I don't think the cat doesn't play fetch so well. So well. Um, uh, God, cats and dogs are so different. Uh, Chris uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation has four former SNL cast members in it. Can you name them? Um. I might be able to. I think is I this think, like Jeopardy, you where you'll accept last names? Sure. Okay. <laughs> Chase, uh-huh. Dreyfus, uh-huh. Quaid, uh-huh. and Guest. No. Who's the fourth one? That's why I said that because I couldn't think of right. Christopher Guest's brother is in it. 
Oh, really? I don't. Who's Christopher Guest's brother? He plays Julia Louis Dreyfus's husband. Really? Yeah, and I, I thought never knew that. And I thought he may have popped up on Saturday Night Live. I know he's never been a cast member, so that was stupid. Let me think for a I second. Had, I had no idea. Let me think for a second. We got Quaid. We got Julia Louis Dreyfus. We got Chevy Chase. Um, this is one that uh, I I will say because if it was the first vacation, I'd say Anthony Michael Hall because he was a cast member on SNL. Uh, I be- uh, let me put it this way: I'm pretty sure this guy is also in the first one, but playing a different character. Oh, and- Brian Doyle Murray. Yep, bam, you got it. All right, so I kind of well, well I'll give you a give half me on give that me one. part of that point. Yes. Yeah, so one one and a half. I got so excited about that Christopher Guest's brother was in it. I really had no idea. I didn't. I've never even heard about. I can't his even brother. remember. And I'm his a name. huge Christopher. Do you want to look thing. it up? Do you want IMDb? Uh, it? Let's see here. It's. it's uh, I can't think of what his first name is. I just know he's a guest. Let's see. Nicholas Guest. There you go. Boom. It's good to know. <laughs> it's good to know. Pocket that piece I, of information. Yep. Blow people away. <laughs> you know, Jane Krakowski was one of the daughters of uh-huh, in the Randy first Quaid one. in the first one. Yep. Delivered some immortal lines. <laughs> I didn't know that till maybe like a year ago, I think, is when I learned that. It's pretty amazing because she's, as an actress, she's always played the girl that'll make out with anybody <laughs> right. in everything she's ever been in. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. She's very talented, though. Uh, all right. All right. Got a couple more here. More, yeah. A couple more. This is a uh, great way to spend Christmas Eve. <laughs> Uh, Bruce Willis was actually the sixth choice for the role of John McClane. I'm not. I'm not asking you to name all of them. I know, but I only think I can come up with one of them. But well, I'm giving you multiple choice. On this okay, one. That, okay. The last one was the only one you don't get multiple choice. Okay. Uh, which person was not a choice to play John McClane ahead of Bruce Willis? Was it A. Mel Gibson, B. Richard Gere? Or C. Tom Selleck. That's that's good stuff because Tom Selleck was so famously, famously Indiana fucked Jones. over on Indiana Jones because he was still contracted to play Magnum even though the show was done or whatever, or you know was dying, and so then he couldn't be Indiana Jones. Was that the story? I don't really know. I remember the full Pierce, I just know that he I remember also Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan got fucked over on James Bond, and then it came back around and he got it. Yeah. But the first time when Timothy Dalton did it, Pierce Brosnan couldn't do it because of uh, Remington Steel, I think. Um. So anyway, so since he was so famously not ended up not being uh, Indiana Jones, I think you'd hear all the time about. And he also wasn't John McClane. Yeah. Like, I think that would be piled in there. So I'm going to say Tom Selleck was not one of the ones. You're correct. <laughs> I love how long it took you to figure that out. <laughs> I know. I confused myself because I typed in, in, in uh, typing this out. I typed yes next to Tom Selleck as in that's the correct answer if you say that. But oh, okay. My brain went to that that was wrong and that I confused myself. So, but I do love. I love that. I love trying to picture Richard Gere as John McClane. Though <laughs> I love that that's one that's real. Well, that's the funny thing about it is, like, when the trailer for Die Hard came out, like Bruce Willis had his moonlighting success, and um, he had been in one movie that made a little bit of money. I think First Date, maybe, or not First Date, Blind Date. Um, but 
I remember when the trailer came out and they showed the shot of Bruce, like, cause he's John McClane in the first movie. He's in good shape, but he's not like mm-hmm. the scene where he's got the, uh, fire hydrant, the, you know, the fire hose wrapped around his waist and he jumps off the side of the building. <laughs> like that was like the big ending shot of the trailer. And it's yeah. even like in slow motion. And he, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't look as ripped as he ended up looking like every time you see Bruce Willis ever since. Mm-hmm. So, uh, when I saw it, people like saw that trailer, they laughed at the end. And, and I was, I was, I liked Bruce Willis. Okay. But I was kind of on board with, uh, also thinking that, that, that seems silly. And then that movie just ended up being so great. Like it just really, uh, it just blew me away that 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 he ended up being so good at that. And yeah. then and then he's been great in a few things since, but he's he's really coasted on the fumes of how great that movie mm-hmm. is. <laughs> as, as they can have proved by trying to make more of them, and they're just they're not even diehard. No, movies. the I hate most that they call them diehard. The one movies. that came out, did it come out in February of this year or the Russian one? Yeah, I, th- I think that was this year. Yeah. Oh. One of the worst movies of the year. <laughs> That's what like, I hear. Absolutely, I didn't see the last. I couldn't. I couldn't. I didn't get make my way through four. It I doesn't make sense off. for a second. And it's just like with John McClane. Like, sure, parts two, three, four, five. They haven't been the greatest, but like at, at least they were a little. Uh, this one was just. You know, he yells, I'm on vacation over and over again, (laughs) which is hacky, shitty, stupid line to say once unless you're saying it ironically. Yeah. And then he says it a bunch of times and he's not on vacation. He went there specifically to find his son and help him. (laughs) I don't know why he's yelling about vacation. It is so dumb. Uh, The the fun fact that I, I learned from IMDb about Die Hard is apparently the it told me that the Hungarian title of Die Hard is. Give your life expensive. <laughs> so, and then uh, one of the sequels is Your Life is More Expensive. All right. So, they stuck with well, it. It's so like, it was fun. It's like fistful of dollars <laughs> and for a few dollars more. I have a, a friend that is married to a, uh Italian girl, and we like to play a game often where she, we like name old movies or TV shows, and she tells us what it was called in Italy. And my favorite one is. Uh, uh, Growing Pains, the TV show Growing mm-hmm. Pains, was called Parents in Blue Jeans. <laughs> <laughs> they just like shrugged and were just like, "These guys, these parents are walking around in blue jeans. It's all we, it's all we've got to cling to." Um, all right, two more questions. They should have called it "Smart Alec about to find Christianity" because <laughs> uh, Kirk Cameron was was great until. Mm-hmm. I don't. Kirk Cameron could be. He could have been. Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. But religion completely this is a good thing to bring up on the Christmas <laughs> yeah. Eve show. I tell you, it's it not it's not, a, it's not a religious thing. It completely fucked him becoming so religious. It just made him such a, a strict, rigid thinker uh, about everything and that's just not a performer uh an actor shouldn't shouldn't be that way, you know. Mhm. It was it was weird. Because even when he returned to TV, TV wasn't clean enough for him. He had to make a cleaner show than what everybody else yeah, was like, doing. That's literally all he does now, right? Is just well, now he makes those Bible movies. He makes those movies that are, he made a movie that was like uh, underground hit because a lot of religious folks went to see it. Oh, it was yeah, kind of yeah, a yeah. thriller. That it was kind of a Da Vinci Code sort of thing, but but flipped to be more pro religion. 
but I can't. Uh, I yeah, can't I, I know what you're talking about. It may have even been a series of films, but yeah, yeah. It's just it just doesn't. It's not. It's barely on my radar. The only reason I know is because it's Kirk Cameron, and because I was uh, kind of uh, you know friendly with him back when uh, back in the uh, Growing Pains days, and I worked on uh, I worked on a movie that he did, and um, you know I've probably told this story uh, elsewhere, but like when he just when he was suddenly on the set telling people come to my room for a prayer meeting. Yeah. I was just like, Oh brother, what's, <laughs> what's happened to this kid? That was, this kid was awesome. And then, and then it's just been bad ever since. <laughs> Candace, I don't hear much about her though. Did she go that she go off that way too or no? I don't think it was that way as much as cause the, it was sort just of, a, him. it was kind of a family thing and kind of not, I mean, they were, I thought they were really cool other than the fact that it was like an acting family. That's always kind of weird. Uh, when all the kids are, you know, when the parents put all the kids into acting and they're all getting parts on stuff. And, yeah. You know, cause, but I think it was mostly like, I think his wife, the girl that he met at growing pains, Chelsea Noble, I think that she's super religious too. So I think they're just sort of super religious together and I don't know where, he stands with the rest of the family. Right. Smells a little bit like he might might be estranged from the family. He's so mm-hmm. so religious, but I don't know. They might still be close. I don't know where they're at. I have a. I ran in. You know, I've run into him a couple of times over the years, and he's always kind of polite. But it's 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 definitely weird. I would imagine so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, let's let's look at these final two questions. Yeah, I know. I've, I know I've, Hopefully they're about Kirk Cameron so I can tell you more. <laughs> Kept you for a while here. So, uh, um, all right. Home Alone. Uh, which, by the way, side Wait, note, uh, <laughs> what's the question? Uh, I know, I know. But before I get that, I was going to say, I think Home Alone is, is, depending on how you want to view it, I think that's actually, that may be more successful than how the Grinch stole Christmas, but I think it's not necessarily viewed as a full on Christmas movie. So it's not on that list. If I was understanding the way I was reading things correctly. Why isn't it a Christmas movie? I don't know, but it's not because I've read a thing saying it's, it's like one of the, uh, cause I'm looking at, let's see here. I'm looking at box office mojo right now. And I guess since he's that, alone, he doesn't really celebrate Christmas. Yeah. Well, and the movie ends on Christmas Eve. I oh, there you or, go. Or wait, or no, I, I think maybe it does end on Christmas. So I think they return home on Christmas Day. But yeah, it's not anywhere on this top 50-something list. Oh, somebody made a list of top Christmas movies? Yeah, on Box Office Mojo, there's like 57 movies listed, and that's not on the list. But yet I read something somewhere else saying it's like one of the most successful like family well, what movies. Well, what was the number time. one, Grinch? The Grinch, yeah. At 260? 260, yeah. So now just look up how much Home Alone made. We'll decide for ourselves. All right. Listen to that typing. I bet you, I, I would be surprised if it was a little less because it was a huge hit, but it was a few years earlier. A uh, lot of years earlier. Home Alone, well, this is worldwide. It's not domestic, but it says 534 million worldwide. Why isn't it domestic? Aren't you just on Box Office Mojo? Uh, is there a way to, I'm not. Super, uh, let's see. Okay. You go in there into their, all right, um, all right, all right. Fair enough. What do they call it? They got a word for it. Indices. Uh, Home Alone total says 285. There which, you go. Yeah. So bigger, bigger than Grinch. It's bigger. And what? It's just not Christmassy enough, younger? I guess. Or I guess t- about 10 years younger. And Home Alone 2 was definitely Christmassy. 
They both are. Yeah. I mean, they're both Christmas movies, but they're just not necessarily viewed as traditional Christmas movies. Right, because he's, since he's by himself, he doesn't really uh, have a... Like you said, they get home on Christmas Eve, probably on the first one. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, but on the on the note of Home Alone, who turned down the role of Harry, which I believe was the Joe Pesci role? Uh, was it John Lovitz, Dana Carvey, or Phil Hartman? <laughs> um, turned down the role. Those three, I think it'd probably most be. Uh, that's Pesci. Pesci, I believe. I believe that's Pesci. Uh, I don't even know if Lovitz was big enough to be offered that part. Because I mean, then uh, settling for Pesci doesn't make sense because Pesci <laughs> was pretty huge. Um, I'll go with Dana Carvey. It was Lovitz, really. According to the turned IMDb. it down. Yeah, and it, it was it was the Pesci rule. I'm an actor. <laughs> uh, all, supposedly, according to IMDb, Robert De Niro also turned down that role. Oh, okay. Well, that's you know they could just make a list of names. <laughs> yeah. All the people that's uh, you know I'm sure I'm sure it went out to a lot of people. Um, but uh, in looking this up too, uh, I've mentioned this real quick. Uh, a thing that I found was that there are a bunch of crazies out there that are that uh there's an urban legend that the scene in the airport where uh Catherine O'Hare meets John Candy and he offers to give her a ride mm-hmm. there uh there's a bunch of crazies out there who think that Elvis is in the background in that scene <laughs> wow says <laughs> so there's a bearded man you see in the background and there's a bunch of people that are convinced that it's Elvis and he he had died already Yes, died okay. in seventy-seven. Home yeah. Alone came out in ninety. Yeah, <laughs> so you know if you're if you're long gonna, dead, if you're gonna fake your death and uh, try to remain a secret, I'm sure you know you want to be in a John Hughes movie. Then that's There's that's your one n- little uh, thing you want to do. That's probably never happened in the history of fake deaths. Is someone? Oh, my my fake death will happen on the toilet. <laughs> yeah, that's a good call. <laughs> 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 like if you're gonna have a fake death, you probably also have a little, uh, you know, pride and want to want to leave a legacy that's better than dying on the toilet. Uh, all right, all right. So let's back see. to Christmas. You are. Uh, let's keep this shit Christmas. You got the first one right, second one half right, third one right, mm-hmm. fourth one wrong. Oh, the fourth one was a real question. Yeah. I thought you were just asking that because you were looking at it. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. That was that was a real question. <laughs> <laughs> that one you did some real research. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So you have uh, one and a half right and two – or no, two and a half right and one So only this one next wrong. one's really going to so put it, it over the top. This means nothing. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I uh, according to Bob Clark, the director of A Christmas Story – who was very much interested in the role of Ralphie's father, played by Darren McGavin? Uh, was it A. Walter Matthau, B. Jack Nicholson, or C. Alan Arkin? Love Darren McGavin, but I would also though any of those three would might have been more fun in that part. Maybe I don't know. I don't want to disparage that classic, <laughs> but. To me, Darren McGavin will always be the Night Stalker. Um, mm, I'm going to go with, was really interested, really wanted to do that. I 
Martin, Walter Matthau would have been too old at that point. But he would have been great. Ralphie! <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, man. that's And Nicholson, that just seems... Oh, you know what, though? I got you. What's Who's the third choice? Alan Arkin. I got you. It's Matthau because Bob Clark's actually worked with Matthau. Doug, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it was so cocky. So it cocky. was Nicholson. Interesting. Ac- according to the director. He says Jack Nicholson was given the script very much interested uh, yeah, who knows but, how that goes? But supposedly Bob Clark didn't learn of this until much later, and uh, the studio didn't want to pay Jack Nicholson as much as he his fee was. Yeah, so his fee would be pretty huge, but also that would just be like a completely different. It would movie, turn it, it turn like. it into The Shining. It <laughs> yeah. turn it into like his dad's because he because Jack Nicholson really has a hard time just playing a you know a, a sweet friendly dude that doesn't have an evil side to him mm-hmm. you know yeah the so fucking, fucking eyebrow goes up you think something's something's afoot <laughs> I'm trying to think of um, can you IMDb Bob Clark because it's really his career is really quite uh, amazing how I don't uh, really know much about him how and I he may not have ever worked with Walter Matthau I might have been pulling that out of my ass I know that Bob Clark directed a movie that starred Jack Lemmon uh, he also directed Porky's yeah that's the thing it's the Porky's and Christmas Story that is like the wildest swing between uh, <laughs> genres. And then, but he also he 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 made a fair amount of decent movies and some crappy ones. You have Rhinestone. Yeah, see some crappy ones, uh, as I said. And he died a couple of years ago, I think. Baby geniuses. Yes. Yeah, and he, he did he super babies. Baby, baby geniuses, geniuses too. too. That's pretty. Uh, <laughs> that's pretty committed to loose cannons with uh, Dan Aykroyd and Gene Hackman. But can we scroll down? He even did Porky's too. This guy was not afraid of sequels. Tribute was the one with Jack. Lemon, and then no, I guess he hasn't worked with uh, Walter Matthau, so that was just a a bad uh, yeah, I don't know. shot yeah. in the dark. But I um, I'm a, I've only really seen a handful of these. Turk One Eighty Two is terrible. It's a Timothy Hutton uh, vehicle. From the Hip was a um, a movie for uh, Judd Nelson. Okay, uh, plays a lawyer in it. I didn't think it was terrible, but uh, yeah, guy's got a really uh, really cr- really crazy career. Maniac McGee. Yeah, when you're when your first when your top four movies are best known for Christmas Story, Porky's, Black <laughs> Christmas, and Super Babies <laughs> Two, Baby Geniuses Two, that guy <laughs> is yeah. an interesting dude. He left us in 2006. But yeah, and it looks like he never worked with Nicholson or Arkin either. So nope. But uh, so yeah, you. Uh... He scored a, a one and a half and three on the. Those on, were tough uh, questions. I there. think I think on this show you should ask those same questions of everybody and you <laughs> see, right, see yeah. who does even that well. I accept that <laughs> challenge. That was the Christmas quiz. We just found out how smart she was because you took the Christmas quiz. <laughs> Christmas quiz. Christmas quiz. The past tense of quiz, as we all know. Yeah. Um, Doug, thank you for coming by. That's it. I it gotta was, go. It was nice to see. It's time to go. It's Christmas Eve. I got, yeah. I got, you know, family things to do. I've got presents to wrap. I got nothing to do. I'm just gonna drive to San Diego in the morning and take my mom to a movie and say Merry Christmas, Mom. I took you to see. We're gonna see her or Wolf of Wall Street or 
Grudge Match or Anchorman 2 or I don't know what she's going to want to see. She's all <laughs> over the map. August Osage County. There's plenty of things. Uh, that's probably the one. That probably be, No, I don't want to go to that one because there's, there's weed smoking in that one. <laughs> I don't like watching things that have weed smoking in them with my mom because I don't, I, I don't want her, her like elbowing me the whole time like, hey, that's what you do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, enjoy your movie with mom. Yeah. And, have uh, a great holiday season. You and, too. Uh, nice to see you. Happy holidays to everyone uh, listening to uh, Tony's podcast and support all of his endeavors. <laughs> Thank you very much. And uh, I'll see you soon, Doug. All right, buddy. Merry Christmas. We got to spend Christmas Eve with Doug Benson, my old pal. Man, first man to have me on a podcast, I believe. Uh, so thanks, Doug, for coming by. That was great. Uh, but we're not done yet. We're going to change gears a little bit. Uh, we're going to have some music. It's some music that's not from me. This is going to be... Uh, we're going to get a little serious for once. Uh, have a nice little song for Christmas. From my friend, Bob Nana. You may know him from the band Braid. You may know him from Hey Mercedes. You may know him just as The City on Film. And this is The City on Film, a song that I believe has long been out of print. But uh, Bob was nice enough to uh, give this to me and said we could play it on the show. So here's The City on Film with a Christmas waltz. Oh, holy blanket.
And now, it's time for Spinning Yarns and Dreidels with the K-Man. Hey there, everybody. And I do mean everybody. But today, I'm here with a holiday message for the non-Christmas types out there in Radioland. If your plans for the holiday season are to continue as normal, but with less traffic, then you're probably like me, Jewish. As for most of us, we've seen in real life, or in movies, the holidays are exciting and magical on paper, but in practice are full of things like exploding turkeys, Christmas lights, yelling Kevin, and household theatrical presentations of the public domain play, Our Family Gets Along. The fact of the matter is, magic is everywhere during the holidays, not just for those who paid $900 to go see their parents for dinner. There's a little magic even in the streets on Christmas Day, as every Christmas city, as, as every city starts to look a little bit like 28 Days Later, where they let the Jewish extras come out and be in the shop for just 24 magical hours. Movie theaters are open early, and Chinese restaurants close late, even though the rush is at 4. There's magic in that if you're a Jew on Christmas, there's nothing you can actually do wrong. If you want to see five movies and walk across the Sunset Boulevard from restaurant to restaurant, so be it. If you want to stay inside and draw Hanukkah Harry burning a reel of eight crazy nights, so be it. If you want to go to midnight mass and walk out when you're bored or uncomfortable, so be it. Have a nip of that holiday magic. Christmas is wonderful for everyone, if you look at it the right way. Christmas, Christians are home with their families, enjoying each other's company. Jews are out with their friends, seeing what it would be like if the rapture happened. And everyone's probably a little gassy and a little drunk. I consider it addition by subtraction as I feel full of joy seeing my calendar completely empty. So in summation, while you're getting a pair of socks from a person you bought an iPad for, remember, I'll be watching a half dozen movies, eating from a backpack of candy and booze, and snagging the early bird at Foo's Palace. But in the end, we're all doing it right. Happy Holidays, I'm the K-Man. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's that time. The night we've all been waiting for. It's Christmas Eve. We're going to wind this down. Tomorrow's the big day. This is going to be the end. The end of what? The end of the Feliz Navidad Christmas Eve Spectacular. Thanks so much for Mr. Dave Clock coming by again to have a little something for everyone whether you celebrate christmas or not uh check out dave clock's website daveclock.com k-l-o-c and uh buy some of his art he's the best um the music you heard once again was the city on film also known as mr bob nana uh and uh he's on twitter at hey bob nana uh braid one of my all-time favorite bands they have a new album coming out in 2014. 2014. You're not going to have to wait till 2014. That would be way too long. Uh, also, check out his website, downright.com. D O W N W R I T E. And uh, get him or some other, uh, other musicians to write a song for you. That's what they do over there. Uh, also, good. Big thanks to my old friend Doug Benson for coming by. Uh, he's got a million podcasts. You know Doug Loves Movies. You know The Benson Interruption. You're Dining with Doug and Karen. But he's also now doing Getting Doug with High. You can get that as a podcast or watch it live on YouTube every Wednesday at 4.15 PST. 
youtube.com slash Doug Benson. See it there. Um, and since this is the Felice Navidad Christmas Eve Spectacular, felt it was appropriate to once again thank Justin Hurtner, who did the artwork for the show, thank our announcer, J.J. Serma, and thank Daniel Clark, who you currently hear playing the piano and the lovely music you hear every week in the background. A uh, huge part of the show, all those guys, so big thanks to them. Big thanks to you guys for listening to the show. As always, subscribe. Follow the show on Twitter at Felice Navipod. Follow me on Twitter at Tony Thaxton. Don't worry, even though tomorrow's Christmas, we're going to keep going. It's Christmas every day at Felice Navipod. Christmas on Earth tomorrow. But it's always Christmas here. So we'll be right back. Um, thanks so much. Hope you've enjoyed the show. I hope you all have a Merry Christmas. I've been Tony Thaxton. That's been Rigby. And as always... We wish you a Merry Christmas from Feliz Navidad.